How do you feel about being stuck in this uh, rainstorm up here, kind of close to Angel's Landing while we're in the mountain? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a little disappointing not to go to the top of Angel's Landing, but like we saw a few minutes ago, we saw these waterfall-looking structures because of the rain on the side of the cliffs. Got some videos of that, and that's pretty cool. Um, I think you just have to be reminded that this part of the country, water has shaped these canyons, and it's really powerful, so when it rains, you're kind of in this giant funnel, and you're also at a higher elevation, so you're going to have hail combined with that, so you just need to be prepared, take it slow, and uh, enjoy your time as much as you can. That's a very fair point. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, do you mind stating your names? Uh, sure. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm Sam. <laughs> and these two are uh, from Georgia. Yeah, we're from yep. Georgia. West Georgia. Yep. yep. They are our guests on the show, and we hope you enjoyed them. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wet Dog Days podcast. This is Just Squared on day 12. Uh, date and time? Don't know. Don't care either. But welcome to day 12. I'm Gregor. And I'm Miller. And today... We would love to thank uh, Joshua Miller's Aunt Kay for the stay at our hotel in Las Vegas. We are at the Westin Hotel and Spa in Las Vegas. Aunt Kay, I can't thank you enough for this. Thank you so much. I love you. Same from me. Thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough. This has truly been a blessing um, to let us stay here. This is, without question, the nicest hotel we've stayed at on this trip. Better than Quality Inn. We don't speak of that one. <laughs> Anyways, why is it the Wet Dog Days podcast? Well, it's definitely our stormiest day that we've ever had on this trip. You might say it was quite a Hail Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Hail Mary for safety, my goodness. Um, so let us get straight into it. Um, so today we woke up at that kind of bougie red lion uh, hotel and we said oh we're gonna get up at eight yeah no that didn't happen we left close to 11 to be fair we had a very long day the day before and we also <laughs> had a long day today too oh yes even waking up at around 10 ish and leaving at around 11 oh what a day i'm waking up okay ima imagine dragons tone it down okay uh, yeah, so besides that little tiny distraction, we went to Zion National Park. With the goal in mind of hiking Angel's Landing. Hiking to it. Hiking to it, yes. Uh, as we said, goal, keyword. Um, <laughs> the short of it is, that didn't happen. Here's what actually happened. Yeah, here's the long version. So, we get to Zion National Park. We ride the bus um, up to stop six. By the way, uh, that is probably about five miles to stop six. You keep making the estimate longer every time you tell someone about it. I'm saying to stop six, not stop five. That's oh, never different. Mind. Never mind. Um, we'll, get, we'll talk to you. We'll, we'll get into why that was brought up later. Yes. So we get to stop six, and it says Angel's Landing, or Path to uh, Angel's Landing via West Rim Trail? West Rim Trail. Yes. So, essentially, this trail has some gorgeous views. Um, also, it's quite steep and a very windy. It's a lot of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, just going up the mountain in and of itself. 
Uh, on our way up, we heard thunderstorms. Um, and while we heard these thunderstorms, uh, we were like, oh, um, that's interesting. That interesting being the kind way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, so we get up to a point, and Josh and I discuss, um, like, should we keep going? Because, like, other people were turning back because of the thunderstorm uh, that we could hear in the distance. I estimated that it was about mm, 12 miles out at first, which means we had time, but not a lot of time. Um, and we had no idea how far we would get. Um, I'd say we got pretty far. Oh, yeah, we definitely made it past the halfway point. Yeah, I had to use my inhaler, though, because sad asthmatic can't <laughs> climb it was, high altitudes. It was definitely one of the more arduous hikes that I personally have ever been on. Uh, yeah, similar to me, it had some very strong Mount Hua vibes. Oh, yes. It. Now, for those of you that don't know, Mount Hua was a mountain that we hiked up while we were in China. It's maybe, what, two hours out of Xi'an? Three? Mm, maybe two and a half. Two and a half. But, yeah, that was a mountain that we hiked up. Um, Josh and I were in two different groups uh, because I was the second running group. What are we talking about groups? I mostly went up there by myself. Oh, you went by yourself? I was in a group. I was with uh, Molly Ferrick. No, I was on my own. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, anywho, getting back <laughs> to the point of the matter, um, it was a lot of hiking up, and even though like Mount Hua had like a trolley to get up to high places, this place did not. At least Mount Hua had a trolley to get a pathway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, on our way up... Uh, I had to use my inhaler because I was, you know, going to die <laughs> otherwise. Um, and Josh, thankfully, took my backpack because I was being pack meal for most of the way up. Which, in... Yeah, there's no way to defend myself here. I really should have been carrying the weight. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, hide in sight is 2020. I at least got good exercise. <laughs> and for the remainder of this trip, I will be carrying our supplies from now on. Heavy stuff, I should say. The heavy stuff, yes. Um, yeah, and I'll just kind of carry auxiliary, like apples and such. Yeah, I can carry that. That's easy. Also, plus, I don't think we'll be hiking up dumb mountains every day. Either. Definitely not anything like that before. Yeah. Or for the remainder of the trip. Yeah, so we got to a certain point where I noticed, like, hey, the rain's going to, like, strike us really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we hid underneath this ledge that was... It was an overhang of some kind. Yeah, an overhang. Um, and there we met some people from Georgia. Um, you would have heard me question them in the interview at the beginning of this. Um, they were Sam and his girlfriend, Emily. Really, really nice people. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, big shout out. Thanks for uh, giving a little interview for the beginning of this podcast. And thank you for humoring us with conversation while we were all kind of stuck under that overhang together. Yeah, so, uh, as we noticed, the rain started to pick up, and we're like, okay, we're just going to, like, wait it out, thinking it's going to be, like, 15 minutes. It was not, and here's why I brought up the Hail Mary thing earlier. It quickly turned into a hailstorm. Yeah, they were pretty nice-sized um, hail balls. I'd balls say about three, time, three to four times the size of a BB pellet. They were about the size of a Whopper. 
Yes. Yeah, they were they were whopper size. Whopper sized hailstones. And we're not talking about the Burger King whopper. We're talking about like the candy whopper, that weird milky chocolate malted milk ball. Yeah, I don't like Whoppers, actually. Really? No, I don't like them. Oh, I like them. Well, anyways, back into the main point. <laughs> Tangents, man. Yeah, I think I think the audience has just come to expect that from us at this point. Especially from me. <laughs> yes. I'm the one who keeps taking us on tangents. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hence why I'm here to steer us back. I mean, actually... Mm. For the most part. Yeah. So... It became pretty clear that, yeah, we're not going anywhere for quite a while. And eventually the hail did die down and eventually stop, which did give way to us having an opportunity to look at these impromptu waterfalls because the top of the plateaus were flooding. So we could see these small waterfalls just kind of flowing down the sides. And they were really fun. To, they were really cool to look at. Also really pretty. Oh, yes. Very pretty. Yeah. Um, also a little... Side note about the hail. Uh, I got hit by a couple things on the brim of my hat and like my ankle. I'm like, ow! <laughs> a little, a whopper-sized ice ball falling from the sky. Be grateful hurts. the terminal velocity on those things is not very fast. At least, yeah. Still though, it hurts. You'll live. I'm gonna die. I'm kidding. If the if I haven't killed you on this trip yet, <laughs> if I haven't killed you yet, you are functionally immortal. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, they're gonna be fine. Anywho, um, yeah, that was uh, fun. We had a good conversations with the people from Georgia. Um, that was quite enjoyable. Just having a nice conversation on the top of the mountain. Um, so, anyways, when the rain kind of let up, we decided um, to either go to Angel's Landing or to turn back. Now. The rule was, to keep pushing forward, it had to be unanimous. unanimous. If one of us was feeling a little bit shaky, even if there were like five of us, four of us wanted to go, one of us want, didn't wanted to turn back, we absolutely have to turn back. Mm -hmm. There's no argument about it. If the vote is not unanimous, we're not moving forward. Yeah, because the rain already made the path kind of slippery. I still feel like we could have done it, if not for... The second rainstorm, which caught us completely off guard while we were walking back. Yeah, we made it, like, more than halfway back. More, more than halfway back the way we came before we just got drenched in what was essentially a wide waterfall. Mm -hmm. So, out of the two, uh, Josh wanted to keep going. I said, no, this probably isn't going to work out because there's probably going to be a second storm, which I was guessing. And in retrospect, he absolutely made the right call. Yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as I do say. Well, this time foresight was. Yeah, my foresight was pretty good, I guess, in that aspect. Although, to build on that, I was the one who had a hunch when we got there that we wouldn't make it to Angel's Landing, and in the words of Ian Malcolm from the first Jurassic Park film, God, I hate being right all the time. <laughs> yeah. I should also mention that, like... Um, Josh said that we would make it to the hotel by 7 or 8. And, I, and when he said that, I was like, that seems a little early, don't you think? And lo and behold, I was right. He was dead on. We got here like 7.10? No, we got here a little after 7.30. Oh, well. But that's between 7 and 8. Yep, most definitely. Anywho. Um, we, on our way back, we got so drenched. And like... 
when we got to the stop, stop six, we saw a bus and we're like, we're getting on this bus. Which we did. And then the bus proceeded to kind of stall out before it even got to stop five, which was Zion Lodge. Well, no, it didn't stall out. No, no, no. I was about to say, not because of a fault of the bus itself, but because the storm had loosened a very large amount of debris that caused a mudslide on some of the plateaus. This particular one nearby the parking lot outside the entrance to the park, because when we were walking along the road, we didn't see anything. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know how this works, I did explain it in the Instagram video, but for those who don't have my Instagram, let me explain how this works again. Um, The way that a flash flood works at this park is that um, or the mudslides, I should say, is that when it rains, the water collects on top of the plateau. Once enough water has collected on top of the plateau, it goes down the sides, uh, usually taking mud with it. However, if it is extreme enough, boulders and rocks will also go with it, um, which is what happened because we heard the lady who was driving the bus say there is a boulder on the road. And to us, we were like, oh, crap. So we ended up spending about 30 minutes in this bus just standing. And, uh, well, to put it safe and short, I had to use the facilities. Again. I mean... mm. Most of the time we stop at a restroom, it's because of you, dude. I know. I just had the pleasure of a squirrel, man. As I said earlier, no less. (laughs) Yes. So, um, I guess, like... Me having to use the restroom was a good thing because it got us off the bus. Everyone else who was trapped on the bus, I feel so sorry for. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we got off the bus because I had to use the facilities. And while we we walked to stop five, which was not far from us. um, And while we were there, uh, we also bought a little food to just kind of like get us going. Because Because we had not had lunch. We hadn't eaten anything all that day. Actually, that's not true. I had an apple while we were under that overhang. Yeah, I didn't eat anything. I had like one bottle of water and that was it. So, to put it mildly, we were extremely hungry. Yeah, (laughs) because that was a lot of energy spent trying to go up. Yep. So, after we ate food, we just decided, you know what, we're just going to walk back. Which was apparently the decision of a lot of other people, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I estimate that our walk was about three to four miles, do you think? Yeah, I'd say about that. Because when we saw that one thing, the visitor's thing, uh, it said 1.5, meaning we were at least over two, and we had walked for a good amount of minutes. Yeah. Um, so... We walked back, and I was like, dude, this is like a mass exodus of people oh, yeah. just were, walking. There were cars, there were bicycles, there were well over 100 people that we just that we could see that were walking in the same direction we were. Yeah, and we walked for quite a while. We got to see some neat sights, I would say, um, and it was mostly dry um, on the way back except for like the last... like. 15 minutes. Yeah, we got caught in a third rainstorm. This one, a very light one, though. Thankfully. Yes. And, like, while we were walking back, I was like, wow, look, I'm drying off. (laughs) You had to say it. I mean, I was drying off. 
off. It was cool. You were drying off until you suddenly weren't. <laughs> Thanks to the third rainstorm. And that sort of that that little comment right there sort of sums up the weather in deserts in a nutshell: dry and hot until they suddenly are not. Wow, what a rhyme! Um, I'll be honest, that was not intentional. Hey, take credit for it. It's good stuff. Oh, I intend to. All right, so. Um, yeah. So we got back to the visitor center uh, and bought our knickknacks and whatnots, postcards, knickknacks, um, and then continued on our way. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we were in the store, I was talking to the lady, and the lady said, like, yeah, like, the flash flood was so extreme that, like, our store flooded in the storerooms and we couldn't restock anything. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. <laughs> How unfortunate. Yes. Um, and meanwhile, even though like we walked that long distance, I think we both have blisters on our feet now. Thanks I to don't that. think I do. Uh, I don't know. My feet are at least a little raw. That's oh, for yeah. Sure. Mine certainly are. I don't think I have blisters, though. Yeah. I mean, Which is surprising, good. given how soaked my socks and shoes were. No kidding. You and me both. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when we got out of the visitor center, we started walking to our car... We looked down the road and we could see the boulders and rocks just being moved off the road along with all the mud and everything. I was like, oh my word. So it became pretty clear why that was the way it was. Thing is, even walking was faster than the buses. (laughs) That's a sad fact. That's 100% true. So, um, while that did happen, we did continue our way... Um, to our car, and when we got to the parking lot, now, albeit, this parking lot, at the beginning of the day, had no mud in it, it was perfectly dry, all nice and everything. When we got there, there was so much mud in the parking lot, it, like, almost buried a a van's entire wheel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my word! Thankfully, um, the Jeep was uphill enough that it did not sit in the mud, uh, thankfully. Um, but yeah, that was quite extreme. And then on the drive back, uh, or on the drive to Vegas, baby, because we're in Las Vegas. Vegas, baby! Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's the spirit. I don't have all the energy right now. I just had enough of that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, on the drive back, I conked out for essentially the entire drive so, Josh, why don't you explain what exactly happened while I was dead to the world? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in truth, not much. I just drove through the desert. We saw, well, I saw, I should say, a lot of canyon walls and rock faces and plateaus that were kind of just a given in the area we were. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I just listened to hard rock and heavy metal while... I drove. The standard. <laughs> the standard, yes. Um, then we saw Las Vegas. Now, my initial thought of what Vegas looked like, I was thinking, oh, it's a big place with all these city buildings and whatnot. No, it's actually rather small. <laughs> it, Very densely populated, though. Densely populated, yes, but small. <laughs> Smaller than I thought. Yes. It's like smaller than Annapolis, maybe. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Like, area-wide. Yeah. (coughs) Um, 
Anyways, you want to continue to explain like what we did once we got here? You keep going for just one second. All right. So while he takes a drink of water, basically we got to the hotel, we got our stuff out, and moved into the room. Now, upon entering this hotel, I was like, this is bougie, and I feel like I don't belong here. <laughs> because, like me, I just like live a very simple life, a uh, little country boy. But, like... <laughs> This was bougie. <laughs> yes, it certainly was. So, after we got in, we each <coughs> took an individual shower, got dressed, and headed down to the hotel, uh, the ground floor of the hotel for dinner, which was delicious, by the way. Special shout out to our waitress Josie, who was extremely attentive and just overall a joy to have as our server. Mm-hmm. She was was a very good server. Oh, yes. Um, After that, now, albeit most the saying usually goes, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's not (coughs) the case this time, though. Nope. Because I'm telling you all what I did. I decided, you know what, I'm going to go blow $20 at a casino, because why the frick not? So we go over to a casino called Bali's, which is less than an eighth of a mile walk from here yeah and uh basically i did not know <laughs> we did not know how the casino works at not all. at all um we were in there for all of 20 minutes one minute for each dollar that we lost <laughs> i lost you lost yes <laughs> uh essentially putting it down i went all in and lost all of it in one go let this be a lesson everyone never bet more than you're willing to lose and I was willing to lose $20, no more. Um, now, because I was the one who bet, I will explain my experience of gambling. I don't usually gamble. When I do gamble, I bet pennies. Um, because I don't like losing money, and I don't like to bet with money, but this was something that I was okay with betting on, was like a small amount of $20. Um, I'll tell you this, when you see the ball going around the roulette wheel, it does get your heart going. You have like this hope that it's gonna like land on the thing you chose, well, albeit that did not happen. Um, I was like, you could feel, I, I felt the adrenaline rush of like, as the ball was going around, being like hoping like it'll hit. Nah, I didn't get a, a single dime back. But I think that is very okay, um, considering the fact that, like, yes, I lost um, $20, but I think it's a, a wise lesson to learn um, to not gamble with money and to be very careful, and when you go into a casino, assume you're going to lose everything, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. Um, as long as you're willing to lose that money. I do not recommend to gamble recklessly, um, which, albeit I can admit, in that kind of atmosphere, it makes you want to. With all the neon lights, it's a very exciting kind of experience. It is. But I do not recommend, and I repeat, do not recommend to gamble unless you're ready to. Um, and if you have the mental, if you do not have the mental fortitude to stop yourself, do not gamble. This is the wise lesson I can give, and I learned myself. 
upon leaving the casino, um, I was like, wow, that was really quick and kind of sad. But you know what? I'm okay with this because I knew I was going to lose $20 at the very first hand. You have to keep in mind, whatever you take in, you will lose all of it. Because as they say, the house always wins. Okay, now that that Hallmark after school special is finished. Um, we came back to our hotel room and here we are now recording this podcast for all you lovely people out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. <clears throat> right, I had a question of the day. Uh, let's see. Shout out to Robbie. Um,. My friend Robbie, his question was, um, what has been the freakiest, weirdest experience thing you have encountered so far? This was a tricky one because a lot of what we experienced hasn't been very freaky or, or strange. However, I personally have one um, uh, that I remember quite well. Uh, it was at New Orleans. We always end up coming back to that city, don't it's we? It's a weird place, man. It is a very strange place. It's that city v- knows how to cast a spell on you whether you want it or not. Yeah, so... Me... Uh, when we were walking up to Jackson Square before we got scammed... Mm-hmm. Um, I... I was just walking up wearing like my t-shirt and this dude like squares up with me. is like, dude, do a belly bump. And this guy behind him... It's just like, don't touch my boyfriend. No, don't touch my man. No, I just swear it was like, no, don't touch it was my man. Boyfriend. I heard sure? it. Positive. Okay. I was closer to him than you were when he started speaking. True enough. Anyways, me being in kind of shock, like I put my hand on my knife. I'm just like, I don't know what's happening, because um, like it's extreme confusing. And like this guy just like belly bumps me, and I'm just like, Ugh. oh, he actually did it. Yeah, he he belly bumped me. I was like. I'm not doing <laughs> I don't want any part of this. I I, I wanted no part of that. Um, so uh, yeah, we were very confused. Yeah. So that that would be my experience. Josh, what is yours? Mine. I was going to say that one at first because it was very weird watching it, and I can only assume that those two were drunk to a certain degree, off their rocker just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, for the strangest, I'm going to have to go with getting scammed in New Orleans. Because, like, they're very pushy. Yeah, well, it's it's not just the pushiness. It's, it's how they decided to approach it. Because trying to scam someone with riddles, that's a first one for me. Mm-hmm. Same here. So, yeah, I am going to have to go with the getting scammed in New Orleans. Absolutely. So, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, go back to episode four. Also, really, this is your very first. This is the first episode you listen to. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> what are you doing? We're twelve days in, folks. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, no kidding. It's like at this point, I hope you've been listening to the other episodes. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be real confused. Mm, there's context to everything. <laughs> so. Basically, our plans tomorrow is that we will find ourselves in... Death Valley, and and then set up a campsite at Joshua Tree. And we're going to spend the night there. Afterwards, it is on to San Diego. And we will, I assume, be spending time in a hotel. I think we'll be there for two nights. 
Two nights? Two nights. Yeah, that's right. One day to get there, one day to... Explore the city, because I have a friend in San Diego who is going to be a terrific guest on the podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this is all we have for our uh, episode today. So, thank you for coming back and listening to Josh Squared. I'm Gregor. And I've been Miller. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone.